Well, hello, 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 all you beautiful little people. <laughs> How are you all today? Oh, another gorgeous day outside, although I've got to go to work, but still, you know, it's nice and warm. I'll be able to sit outside at lunchtime and eat my packed lunch. <laughs> be like having a picnic. So, what about you? What are you up to? Oh, do you want to know another fun fact? Yes? Well, now I, oh, I didn't know this, but I always thought that, you know, like you look up at the moon in the sky and you think, oh, it looks about the same size as the earth that but did you know that australia just australia on its own no other countries and you know with it just australia is wider than the whole moon oh my goodness i did not know that and now i do because it's the fun fact of the day <laughs> And now you know that too. don't know whether it'll ever be useful, but it's one of those fun facts that you can tell people if you want to. So, make you sound very clever. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I didn't know that. Australia is wider than the moon. Doesn't seem possible, does it? When you look up at that moon, it looks as though it's quite big. Any old how, I am going to read a story. Because I'm sure that is what you all came for. Yes. How about chapter 18 of The Enchanted Wood? The land of take what you want. I wouldn't mind going to a land of take what you want. It sounds very, very good to me. <laughs> anyway, here goes, if you're ready. The next day was very fine. The children helped their mother to clean the whole house and Joe proudly brought in some fine green beans and lettuces from the garden, which he had grown himself. Mother was pleased. You can go off and play after lunch if you like, she said. You have been very good today. The children looked at one another in glee. Just what they had hoped for. Good. Come on, said Joe after lunch. We won't waste any time. What about something to drink, said Beth. Shouldn't we take some lemonade with us? Well, I should think we can get lemonade all right from the land of take what you want, said Joe with a grin. So they all ran off, waving to Mother as they went. They were soon in the enchanted wood, hearing the trees whispering secretly to one another. Wisher, wisher, wisher. They ran through the bushes and trees to the faraway tree and up they went. When they passed the window of the angry pixie, Joe peeped in just for fun. Oh! <gasps> But he was sorry he did, for the angry pixie was there, and he threw a bowl of cold soup all over poor Joe. 
Oh, said Joe in dismay as he saw his shirt all splashed with soup. You wicked pixie. The angry pixie went off into peals of delighted laughter and banged his window shut. Pooh, you do smell of onions now, Joe, said Beth, wrinkling up her nose. I hope the smell soon wears off. Joe wiped himself down with his handkerchief. He said to himself that one day he would pay the angry pixie back. Come on, said Franny impatiently. We'll never get there. They passed the barn owl's door and saw him sitting inside, fast asleep. They came to Silky's little yellow door too, but she wasn't in. There was a note pinned on her door, which said, Out, back soon. She must be with Moonface, said Joe. Now, just look out for Dame Washalot's water, everyone. It was a good thing, he reminded them. For not long after that, a fine waterfall of soapy suds came pouring down. Franny screamed and dodged, so did Beth. Joe got some on his shirt and he was very cross. Never mind, said Franny with a giggle, it'll wash off some of the onion soup, Joe. They went on up and came to Mr Watts's names. He was, as usual, sitting in his deck chair, fast asleep with his mouth open, and beside him, also fast asleep, was the old saucepan man. Oh, looking most uncomfortable, draped around as usual with saucepans and kettles. Don't wake them, whispered Joe. We'd better not stop and talk. So they crept by them, but just as they had got to the next branch, the saucepan man woke up. He sniffed hard and jabbed Mr Watts's name. What's the matter? What's the matter? said his friend. Can you smell onions? asked the saucepan man. I distinctly smell them. Do you suppose the faraway tree is growing onions anywhere near us today? I love onion soup. Joe and the girls laughed till they cried. It's the onion soup on your shirt that the saucepan man smelt, said Beth. My goodness, they'll spend all the afternoon looking for onions growing on the faraway tree. They left the two funny old men and went climbing up and they got nicely caught by Dame Washalot's second lot of water. She was doing a great deal of washing that day and she emptied a big wash tub down just as the three children were nearly underneath. Slishy sloshy, slishy sloshy. The water came pouring down and soaked all the children. They gasped and shook themselves like dogs. Quick, said Joe, we will go as fast as we can to Moonface's house and borrow some towels from him. This is dreadful. They arrived at Moonface's at last. Old Moonface and a silky rushed out to hug them. But when they saw how dripping wet the children were, they stopped in surprise. Is it raining? said Moonface. Have you had a bath in your clothes? asked Silky. No, it's just Dame Washalot's water as usual, said Joe crossly. We dodged the first lot but didn't manage to dodge the second lot. Can you lend us towels? Moonface grinned and pulled some towels out of his curved cupboard. 
As the children rubbed themselves down, Moonface told them all about the land of Take What You Want. It's a wonderful, marvellous land, he said. You're allowed to wander all over it and take what you want for yourselves without paying a penny. Everyone goes there if they can. Do come and visit it with me and Silky. Is it quite, quite safe? asked Joe, rubbing his hair dry. Oh, yes, said Silky. The only thing is, we must be careful not to stay there too long in case it leaves the faraway tree and we can't get down. But Moonface says he will sit by the ladder and give a loud whistle if he sees any sign of the land moving away. Good, said Joe. Well, there are plenty of things we want, so let's go now, shall we? They all climbed up the topmost branch to the great white cloud. The ladder led through the hole as usual to the land above. One by one they climbed it and stood in the strange country above the magic cloud. It was indeed strange. It was simply crowded with things and people. It was quite difficult to move about. Animals of all kinds wandered here and there, Sacks of all sorts of things, from gold to potatoes, stood about. Stalls of the most wonderful vegetables and fruit were everywhere, and even such things as chairs and tables were to be found, waiting for anyone to take them. Good gracious, said Joe, can we really take anything we want? Anything, said Moonface, settling himself down by the ladder in the cloud. Look at those gnomes over there. They mean to take all the gold they can find. The children looked where Moonface was pointing. Sure enough, there were four gnomes, hauling at all the sacks of gold in sight. One by one, they staggered off to the ladder with them and disappeared down to the faraway tree. Other fairy folk hunted for the different things they wanted. Dresses, coats, shoes, singing birds, pictures, all kinds of things. As soon as they had found what they were looking for, they rushed off to the ladder in glee and slipped down it. Moonface found it fun to watch them. The others wandered off, looking at everything in surprise. Do you want a nice fat lion, Joe? asked Silky as a large lion wandered by and licked Silky's hand. "Uh, No, thank you, said Joe at once. Well, what about a giraffe, said Silky. I believe they make fine pets. You believe wrong then, said Beth, as a tall giraffe galloped past like a giant rocking horse. Nobody in their senses would want to keep a giraffe for a pet. Oh, look, cried Franny as she came to a shop in which stood a great many large and beautiful clocks. Do let's take a clock back home. No, thank you, said Joe. We know what we want and we'll take that and nothing else. I think I should like a clock, said Silky, and she picked up a small clock with a very nice smiley face. It had two feet underneath which wiggled hard as Silky picked up the clock. It wants to walk, said Beth with a scream of laughter. Oh, do let it, Silky. I've never seen a clock walk before. 
Silky put the clock down and it trotted beside them on its big flat feet. The children thought it was the funniest thing they had ever seen. Silky was very pleased with her new clock. It was the kind that chimed every hour on the hour and sometimes in between too and it had to be wound up with a key every night to keep it ticking. Just what I've always wanted, she said. I shall keep it at the back of my room. You don't suppose it will stay there, do you, Silky? asked Beth. It will wander around and about and poke its nose into everything you're doing. And if it doesn't like you, it will run away. Ding dong, ding dong, said the clock, suddenly in a clear voice, making them all jump. It stopped walking when it chimed, but it ran after the children and Silky again at once. It was really a most extraordinary clock. Now, we really must look for what we want, said Joe. Are those hens over there, Beth? Yes, they are, said Beth. Good. Come along and we'll get them. Oh, this is really a lovely land. I am glad we came. What fun it will be getting everything we want. I do wonder what Mother will say when we get home. <laughs> well... What do you think their mother would say when she, they get home with hens and a goat and a spade and anything else they bring home? Do you think she might wonder where they got them from and how they paid for them? <laughs> and how are they going to say they didn't need to pay? Hmm, sounds like might be a little bit difficult to explain that because it will just sound like they've stolen them. I wouldn't like to have to explain it, would you? So, they found the hens. So tomorrow we'll find out whether they find the rest of the things and whether they manage to take them home. So, what are you up to today? Are you up to anything good? Me, as I say, I've got to go to work. Um, my children have got to go to school. And tomorrow, oh, it's going to be a hard day tomorrow because tomorrow... Um, is Tuesday and my little girl is going to away with a school until Friday so she's going to spend four whole days away and she's going to a place called well it's called Stubbington Study Centre it's only about 10 minutes away from my house but uh, it's still I she hasn't been away from me for that long before so <laughs> I'm a little bit nervous and she's a little bit nervous as well. But it's the most amazing place because you sleep in little log cabins and you sleep in bunk beds. So her and some of her friends will be able to sleep in the same place. Um, And you, you there's like little hides that you hide around the place and you hide in them. They're like little sheds and um, they've got bits cut out. So you hide in these hides, they're called, and you watch birds um, and foxes and badgers. And so lots of animals and birds. They've got owls there and bats. And um, so, yeah, you see all this. And then you have to write about it as well, because obviously it's school. Um, so you still got to do schoolwork. <laughs> and um, and you just see lots and lots of things that you wouldn't necessarily always see. Um, but 
like I said, you get to stay with your school friends. And the thing that she's looking forward to the most out of everything that she can do, the thing that she's looking forward to most out of it is that they're going to sing songs in the evening before they go to bed. <laughs> so her and her friends and the teachers, because there's a couple of teachers going as well, um, and they're all going to sing songs. Um, so, yeah, she's quite quite looking forward to that. But we shall see um, whether she actually stays there, because she's supposed to stay there for four days. And I've got a feeling she might be phoning to or not getting one of the teachers to phone to ask to uh, come and pick her up but we shall see hopefully not because it will do her good but I shall miss her tremendously so tomorrow oh bit of a scary day that I've got to let her go away <laughs> it's because she's growing up so anyway I hope that you have the most wonderful day and I hope that you come back and join me tomorrow and we'll see whether they find the rest of the things they want. Okay, so make sure that you enjoy your day and make sure that you have fun, but most of all, make sure that you take care and you stay safe. And I'll see you all again tomorrow. So bye for now.